Hello, Put Your Hands Together listeners. This is your co-host, Rhea Butcher, here. Just letting you know that Put Your Hands Together is going to be at San Francisco Sketchfest this Friday, the 8th of January, 2016. It'll be at 7.30 at Cobbs and all kinds of awesome comics and me and Cameron Esposito. So come on and see us up there. And you can also catch Cameron and I on this awesome little run of shows that we're doing on the East Coast on uh, January 27th. We'll be in Richmond, Virginia. The 28th will be in Charlottesville, Virginia. The 29th will be in Washington, D.C., our capital. And then the 30th will be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And then on the 30th, we'll be in Philadelphia, also in Pennsylvania. And you can find more information on that at CameronEsposito.com slash shows. Come see us and say hello. since the start and he is what makes this show into a wonderful podcast which is really fucking great so you could listen to it when it's not today and you're not here and so let's hear it for Ryan one more time for all that work and we asked Ryan to give us a special intro today yeah. I'm, I'm Cameron Esposito I'm Rhea Butcher and we are the hosts of this show that you're currently at feel, feel free to yeah feel free to I mean, clap okay, silence and we asked Ryan to give us a special intro, introduce us as Mrs. and Mrs. Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. <laughs> this is the first time we've been on stage together since we got, we got married. That's yeah. when we got married to each other. We got married to each other, which was a very fucking solid career choice, right? <laughs> I'm riding your coattails, sister. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? Riding my it was just short like, coattails. Yeah, because separately, like separately, as two state of comics, yes, they're lesbians. It's yes. like, oh, there's Tig. You know what I mean? But like sure. when you when we combine <laughs> our powers, it's like fucking take this Tig. You know what I mean? It's Voltron. like Trump. There's two of us. And that's a funny joke because those are the three lesbians. That's us. It's us and Tig. Ellen, technically, yeah, but she's but been out of the game for a minute. She's not doing that. She's just flipping houses now. So. She's real. She's a real house flipper. Real house flipper, that Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. She's one of. I'm sorry, I don't know why. Just shut up. Shut up! In advance. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about how she was an at-home dolphin, a house flipper. <laughs> then I did it. Then I did. Some people liked it. Of, all right. 
Trust yourself, Esposito. Trust yourself. <laughs> Trust yourself in 2016. That's absolutely true. It is our three-year anniversary. We got a whole. We got a whole barn of comics back yeah. there. They're in their own stalls, but we. Yeah. It's the hay. There's is spread across. Yeah. Feed bag, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes. We just poured a bunch of booze in there as yeah. well. Just a beer keep trough. Them, keep them boozed. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were, where were we? At our wedding. Oh, that's and... where we were, right. <laughs> oh, that old thing. Well, so, c- here's some updates. Yes. First of all, there was a big debacle where I had gotten a custom-made suit yes. made, and then... What was interesting about this custom-made suit was that it was... We went in seven times. Seven times. And when they delivered our final products, yours fit you... Fantastic. Perfectly. (laughs) And you looked the hottest any person has ever looked. And then mine fit me as if they had never met me. It's an accurate description. It was as if... I was not a, like. Th- it was not custom. It didn't fit. It was not it a custom fit. suit. In that, it was, it it was in the shoulders were here, and then it went very out. And I'm not. Different people have different bodies, but on me, it just looked like I was hiding something that Tom Cruise would have to defuse at the end of a movie. Yeah. It didn't look right. So I had to not, I had to get my money back and not have that suit. And that was like yeah. a week before our wedding. I didn't have a One suit. One week. And also we were touring. I was on tour. Uh, so I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> and also I told my parents, like I was so disillusioned with that particular suit that then I thought like, maybe I'm just not supposed to wear a suit. Cause like you are, we, well, one thing that's about, that's true about us as wives. And I, when I met Rhea and then I asked her how much she weighed, I knew we need to get married because we weigh the same. And if you're lesbians, you have to marry someone who weighs exactly the same <laughs> amount, even if they're four inches taller than you because that really helps you feel better about yourself if you're just share the the shorter one and weigh the same um (laughs) but i have way bigger tits (laughs) thanks again for reminding me of that (laughs) i don't want them anyways i I don't know why i'm like hurt you what are you talking about? In fact, you can have all these too yeah, if yeah, you yeah. wanted to. I didn't really want that. That's what our marriage was. You realize I do have I have those already. That's part of the thing. Yeah. I get yours now too. Yeah. I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a cool thing about having being a woman gonna marry another woman is like no two women have the same boobs, but now I feel like I have access to two sets that do two different things. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just a couple different kitchen tools. It's like one's a, right. one's a wooden spatula and one is a rubber spatula. <laughs> so they're just different. They're just two spatulas in the night. Yeah. I mean, like you guys haven't seen our boobs, but like if you saw them, you'd be like, "Oh, those are two women with different boobs than boobs. each other. They have separate yet equal boobs." Yes. <laughs> Unless we're wearing a sports bras, and then. Together, but equal boobs. Um, yeah. Speaking of sports bras, really kind of unify. And very supported. 
Very supported. Yes. So, what was happening? Oh, I didn't have anything to wear. You didn't have any at all clothing. And then I had to go to Boston to to do some shows. And then I uh, went to there. There was a Ralph Lauren on Newberry Street, which is like the shopping street in Boston. And in the window, there was like this white tuxedo jacket that was like come here girl and I was like alright okay alright okay listen straight up I want to be honest with you I didn't think I would wear a white tuxedo oh first first before this I was like should I not even wear a suit and then yes. I said to my parents I was upset I said to my dad this is the kind of relationship I have with my dad I was like the suit doesn't fit and so I'm thinking like maybe I just don't wear a suit maybe I wear a dress I don't know and then the funny thing about being a semi-butch lesbian in your 30s is if you say maybe I wear a dress to your dad who's a yeah. conservative Italian Catholic guy that lives in the suburbs of Chicago sure. like mm-hmm. he will try really hard to just like bring that dress into conversation casually I can just Later. see him on the other yeah. end of the phone going oh this just happening what? Is that- <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I can't what? say anything yet but what? it might just happen <laughs> what'd she say yeah it was like Ash in Alien. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it's a cyborg. Get dressed. Um, milk, 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 milk coming milk, out. Yeah. Milk, um, yes. We both know it was milk. So yeah, my dad. Whenever I would talk to him, would just be like, "How are you doing? Are you like how's it going with the search for the new outfit? Are you like finding any like dresses?" <laughs> Did you say like just like accidentally hitting it so hard, like not like thinking he was sliding through it, but just like like really hitting it hard. Um, sure. So then I saw this white jacket in the window, and I was like, "How much Maybe. was it?" Uh, the one with the waggly tail. One yeah. With the waggly, um, yeah. I saw this white jacket in the window, and you know, I was like, "I'm not gonna be one of those white jacket lesbians." <laughs> Which is a thing and a real problem for my people, like seriously, for weddings, like a problem. <laughs> but it looked fly. It was a fly yeah, jacket. Did. Yeah, looks really cool. It was like cool. more of a smoking jacket, kind of like more of like a like a snifter of something jacket. Yeah, um, it was more of a smoker's yeah, jacket. Yeah, but it, did, it needed to be slightly altered. It needed to be slightly taken in, and so I was like, "Oh, can you ship it to Los Angeles? That's where I live." Like you guys you guys alter it a little bit and then send it to Los Angeles. So they shipped it here and Rhea in my, uh, what year is my car? 2005. 2005 Honda CRV. Honda CRV. Went to the Rodeo Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph Lauren. And valeted. Oh, yeah. And they did not leave it on Rodeo. You know, like, they leave all the, like, Maseratis yeah, yeah, yeah. on they Rodeo. They put that one away. Yeah. It was gone. We could not I find like, it for a while. Away? They were like, yes, come on, come yeah. on, come on, come on. Sure, we can pitch you in. Come on. <laughs> and they went, kink, and it was like a plank, and it went down into the... <laughs> they earth. put it at the bottom of a pit, and then they were just, like, lowering lotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my point is... Um, <laughs> it does have leather seats. Yeah. So. <laughs> As a callback. That's funny. Um, <laughs> two, two years ago. Anyway. Yeah, because two years ago I was about to get a leather couch for us, and then Rhea said, but don't you feel like it's weird that the couch would then be skin? No, I said, you know, you're going to have to, like, skin. That's what condition that, because it's somebody's Somebody's skin. skin. Which is technically true, and also... 
a fucking awful thing. Sure. To think about. And I appreciate your lifelong vegetarianism. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention your belt or your shoes. Yeah. Um, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> I know you do. I, know I, you do. I know condition you. them often. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I appreciate them mm-hmm. and their sacrifice. Yes. R.I.P. How good I look. R.I.P. Bunch of cows. R.I.P. Um, oh, yeah. So we shipped so, the jacket yes. here, and then it had to be, like, even one little scotch more altered, and then they shipped it to Chicago, and then I, and then the jacket was, then I had to pick, go into the store and have, like, one button changed and then have it delivered to my hotel. So this jacket that I wore, uh, tra- it, it went on tour, which was kind of, like, a cool, <laughs> like, as a comic, you're like, no, that makes sense. Like, that feels right. Yeah. Um, tour jacket. So I thought that was very cool, and I looked... Great. I thought it yeah, looked really it looked good. Fantastic. You looked great. We Thank looked you. we looked really great. And our dads were there. Our dads were there. And our dads hung out. Our dads did hang How'd out. How'd that go? Pretty great, actually. But it was just a very fun uh, moment for me because my dad doesn't go to anything I've ever done. That's actually the first time I've seen him outside of his house in about five years. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. I go visit him and then we stay there. Maybe we go eat dinner somewhere or something, but then we go immediately right back to the house. And uh, so he drove in for a Saturday wedding at five. He drove in that day, changed it from a, Akron, which is from a six Akron, hour Ohio, drive. which is, is a six, six hour drive with an hour time change. And then he changed into his wedding outfit in a Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> Our dads are different. Just a little. From each other. And then he came to the wedding, and uh, he's very, like, I wouldn't say reserved, just uh, removed, perhaps, is what's... <laughs> just escaping, he's slowly just trying escaping. to get out of there all the time, and then I'll be like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, and he's also, like, six foot two. And your dad is... Well, he's not six foot not two, six I would say. Um, um, he... I'm not... He's, he doesn't listen to this podcast. No. He doesn't know what a podcast is. But it's also like... It's just, but what I was going to say is I am not allowed to call him my small Italian crying dad. Not anymore? No. He told me that I wasn't allowed to call him that. And you know what he was doing when he said it? Crying. He was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. You're a very nice man. Yeah. Yeah. He cries because he loves you. Yeah. So much. <laughs> so so your dad is We have a different dads. I think I'm taller Italian than my dad. Man. Maybe I'm Are taller you? than my dad. Well, you're, you might be taller than I'm my dad. I'm not going to comment on but that. But we all weigh the same. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anywho. Yeah. Your dad so, is, yes, is and tall. Then, yes. He's, he's tall, has like MacGyver haircut, did HVAC for a long time. Her dad's a lawyer. When I met your dad... He was cleaning his gun. He was cleaning his gun. <laughs> he knew we were coming over. He knew we were coming over. He was cleaning his gun at the kitchen table when we arrived. <laughs> like, he knew we were coming at that moment. It wasn't yeah. like he knew we were coming that day. It was like he knew we were coming at that moment. He was right like, then. gotta get that gun clean. Well, I should just do this now. <laughs> but at the wedding, eventually my dad was like, sit, there were just bar stools sort of in the dance area. And my dad was sitting on one of them. And I just looked over, and her dad, they were, like, this far away. And her dad was just holding his hand. <laughs> and I looked at my dad, and he, like, could tell that I was looking, and he just went... <laughs> like, not upset. or It was just kind of like, I, this has never happened to me, ever. <laughs> Ever in my life. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens for those two guys next. My dad is the kind of Italian. My dad is the kind of 
where he kisses his male friends on the lips. <laughs> and he also refers to all of his friends by their first and last name. Yes, he does. So he'll be like, it's so great to see you, you know. George Loyola. Alfred. Yeah, I was going to say Alfred. Hitchcock? Yeah, he'll be like, it's so great to see you. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Kiss him on the lips. Yep. And then Alfred Hitchcock's just like... <laughs> Uh, perfect. But I thought it was, I thought the wedding went awesome. And listen, like, I don't mean to, like, stress you guys out with what you have to live up to, but Rhea, what did we serve at our wedding? What food did we serve at our wedding? We served Chicago-style hot dogs. Fucking hot dogs! (laughs) Veggie and, and I'm not allowed to say regular, (laughs) non-veggie. Thank you. Learned that one. (laughs) And I thought that made our wedding cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Although I will just give this, if you're like, you know what? I want to do that too. That sounds good. I love a Chicago style hot dog. That sounds perfect for my wedding. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying do it. But just be prepared that one of the ingredients is raw onions. Oh, yeah. So you will have raw onions at your wedding because I did not expect that at all. And then they started setting it up, and I was like, hoo, hoo. But that's when I knew the wedding was going to be good because yeah. I was a little nervous, just like, oh, is this going to be the rager I want it to be? And then I was like, fucking onion wedding. Raw Absolutely. onion wedding. You know, like, just so Hell yeah. Yes, like, that's just, everyone eats this, like, a crazy. Plus, I, I also, you know, I felt like I picked a really fucking sweet ass. Sweet baby song for us to walk. (laughs) I just wanted to sit on your lap. Even though you're standing. (laughs) Ah, so then. The final thing I'll say is that we walked out, you know, because you get to walk out, so that's like how you're going to start your life or whatever. When you get married, then you go like, you go like, yeah, look, you do that. <laughs> then you got to play a song, and I picked our song, our exit yeah, song. Yeah, I thought it was great. And it was, then I kissed her by the Beach Boys. And I don't know if you guys are, like, how familiar we are with the lyrics of that song. But um, when I was first coming out, it was a song that, like, I listened to. Like, I, grew, I came out at a Catholic college where mm-hmm. I was the only... Well, there was one other girl I thought might be a lesbian because I was fucking her. And... <laughs> but nobody else. It's like a 50-50 chance on that. 50-50 chance. <laughs> but, there was, but nobody else. There was no other... We graduated with, like, 4,000 people in there were no out gay people so I had to like find it where I could and that song it's like I I mean yeah it's a straight person song I guess like, I'm just right? laughing because you said I had to find it where I could <laughs> <laughs> see you like <laughs> well you know I spraying fi- like deer pee but, like, everywhere <laughs> but like straight up you're acting in front I of these get it. 
but like I don't think everything is a lesbian. Like you're acting like that's you do. like not that I'm just like not like oh well you know like, <laughs> that boy doesn't even know yet you know like it's <laughs> but um. Yeah, that song is really amazing because I remember I heard it and the thing about a Beach Boy voice is like it's just high enough (laughs) octave wise that if you're like alone at a conservative Catholic college and you hear like, you know, like I walked up to her and I asked her if she wanted to dance, like you're like, yeah, fucking get that. Like this is like... (laughs) This is like a super gay song, like a really yeah. gay. He's talking about a girl, like he's a lesbian. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I get you. So that was really fun. You guys, thank you so much for letting us talk to you about this for personal yeah. stuff. We're going to be hilarious all night. The show is going to be hilarious all night. All night. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. You want to bring out this? Way. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. All right. You want to do it together? We never do it together. We never introduce people. Well, we do it together. Well, we <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Hey, this first comic uh, on the show tonight, she's she's a friend of both of ours. Yeah. But also, we love her comedy, and that's true for everybody here tonight. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a hand-picked crew of people that were just like, this audience is gonna fucking love them. So I want you guys to know, all these people are personally vouched for by us. This first comic, no exception. We love her very much. Let's hear it right now for Caitlin Gill. I thought you were going to say the last name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. I love this show so much. Happy anniversary. Put your hands together. Right? I was thinking about it. The last time I did the show was a few months ago. I guest hosted while Cam and Rhea, the fabulous Cam and Rhea, were on the road. And it was such a pleasure. Always such a fun crowd. Uh, I didn't realize that one of the loyal listeners to this podcast is actually uh, some amazing things happened after that night. Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. Here we go. Uh, one of the loyal listeners to this podcast happens to be an editor for the New York Times op-ed section. Uh, she listens all the time. She's a rad lady. So I did this podcast a few months ago. Like two weeks later, Caitlyn Jenner told us that we could call her all Caitlyn. Remember? Remember when that happened? There was a hashtag. I think we were all there for that, right? Uh, I don't know if you noticed. That is also my name. That's my name. My name is Caitlyn. My name is Caitlyn. Used to be, if you Google the name Caitlyn, I pop up pretty quick. I was buried. Buried. By Caitlyn Jenner. So I didn't know if this would be a positive for me until... The woman who works for the New York Times listened to the podcast, heard that my name was Caitlin, laughed at all my jokes, and gave me a call. And she said, hey, Caitlin, would you like to write an op-ed to Caitlyn Jenner? And that's amazing. Like, this podcast made me sound as famous as the other Caitlins. There are other Caitlins. There's, like, actresses. There's Olympic athletes. But she called me. Uh, and I said, of course I would. So I wrote a little thing for the New York Times uh, to Caitlyn Jenner. And at that time, Caitlyn Jenner was the most reported story in the world. The world. And all people were doing, were ta- we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner. And that seemed creepy. Just seemed weird. Don't talk about her. I wanted to talk to Caitlyn Jenner. So I made it a letter from a Caitlyn to a Caitlyn. I wanted Caitlyn Jenner to know that we have more in common than just our name. Because we do. At six foot one, I am just one inch shorter than Caitlyn Jenner. She's tall. <laughs> At 30 
34. I am just over half Caitlyn Jenner's age. But I figure with my total lack of fitness and her history as the world's greatest athlete, it's like we close the gap. You know what I mean? It's like we meet right in the middle. Like I can picture both of us saying something like, I feel 50 today. Like that's something... (laughs) We both might say... So it was a sweet letter, and I wanted to end on a nice note, so I just said, hey, Caitlin, you know, we both live in L.A. If you ever want to talk, Caitlin to Caitlin, I'm always here for you. I'm always here for another Caitlin, especially one that just changed the world. And that's how it ended, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I woke up at the morning the article came up. Uh, woke up as generous. I startled awake from a desperate hangover. Uh, <laughs> My phone was buzzing like crazy, and there was the link to my article in the New York Times. How exciting is that shit? There's my name and our paper of record, right? My article under that dumb font online, and yes, it was in print, Saturday International Edition. Look, don't shit on my accomplishments. Uh, but I read it online, and, and there I'm scrolling. It's like 9.30 in the morning, and I'm scrolling through my article, my words in the New York Times, and while I'm holding my phone, reading the article that came out about 20 minutes before, my phone rings, and I answer it, even though I don't know the number, which is weird, because I'm a comedian you've never heard of, and there are a lot of creditors that call about that time of day. (laughs) (laughs) But taking the chance that it wasn't somebody I owed money I don't have to, uh, I picked up the call, I answered it, said hello, and on the other end, uh, I heard, hi, this is Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, no shit, Caitlyn Jenner called me 20 minutes after that article came out, which means Caitlyn Jenner is Googling herself. Yo, she is reading the deep cuts, the B-sides. She is reading them all. She was so sweet. She was very sweet. She called me from San Francisco. She was up there with the crew of her reality TV series. They went to the human rights campaign offices, and that's where she said she had met other trans people for the first time. So she said, I've met other trans people for the first time. I thought, "Mm, no, you've never met other poor people. It's not quite the same. It's a little bit different. Uh, She did grow up poor. I don't mean to be that mean. Uh, I'm only going to meet her at that one time. Don't worry. She was super nice. (laughs) But it did sound like I stepped out of my Bentley into the squalid streets and I met the peasants. That is a little bit how it came on. But she was so sweet. Uh, And she was incredibly moved. Uh, And this was a fresh experience for her. This had happened the day before. She said she was so moved, so moved by their stories. She said, Caitlin, Caitlin, their stories, their stories are so sad. I thought, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Did no one tell you? (laughs) It's usually really sad. You're like literally the only one that got a Vanity Fair cover out of this. Like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer most of the time. That's why you're so important, Caitlyn Jenner. That's why you're kind of a magical unicorn. Take this, run with it, go! Uh, She was so sweet. It was very exciting for this Caitlyn to talk to that Caitlyn. Because if I'm being honest, this Caitlyn grew up way more of a Bruce. Uh, I was a very, very Brucey little girl. Uh, I wanted to be a boy so bad when I was a little girl. I wanted to be a boy so bad. How bad? How much tomboy was I? I showed up to third grade picture day in a button-up and a bolo tie. Uh... It's a look I thought a nine-year-old girl child should wear. Also in that picture, I have a mullet. Just 100% yeah. 
a mullet just ahead of hockey hair on a tiny girl. Uh, I'd gotten that haircut because my dad and I had had a fight. My dad wanted me to have long hair. I wanted to have short hair. And then we both lost that fight. That's what happened. (laughs) I wanted to be a little boy so bad, and I didn't know the difference. I hadn't had the birds and the bees yet. The only thing I knew is that we had to use separate bathrooms. One morning before school, I was determined to get in the boys' room, and I found my ticket in. I found the inside of an empty roll of toilet paper in my bathroom at home. You know what I'm talking about? That cardboard core inside a toilet paper roll. So genius nine-year-old Caitlin just opened up her camo cargo shorts, (laughs) packed that sweet heat, (laughs) and then tottered off to school. I have no idea what my teachers made of that situation. What's up with the tiny girl with the huge boner? What's her deal? (laughs) Finally that day I had to pee, wasn't ready to bust in the boys' room, tried it in the privacy of a stall, and I saddled up for my first piss as a real man. I saddled up, and I started to pee, but I was too young to understand that cardboard... Look, you know what's going to happen. I didn't. I was nine. I peed and the whole thing just turned into mush. It was the saddest wad of paper mache you've ever seen. And I had no choice. I just had to flush it. I had to flush my dick away. (laughs) For one day, I had a dick that does exactly the opposite of what you want a dick to do. It was hard all the time, then soft as soon as I needed it. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody. This is the best. Welcome back, the lady. Caitlin Gill is the best. My personal favorite Caitlin, and definitely my favorite Caitlin Gill. Caitlin Gill, you guys. I'm just going to say this one thing. I think my favorite part so far of people just sort of noticing that I'm married by having like a ring on my ring finger is people going, so who's the lucky... Lady. Lady, of course. I just wanted you to answer it. That's my favorite part so far. All right, we're going to keep the show going. This, this next comic, like Cameron said, all friends of the show love it when they come by. One of my favorites. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Kyle Kinane. I want you to get an idea in your head of what the saddest song you've ever heard is. Right now, think of what the saddest song you've ever heard. Do we all have it? We have an idea? You have have an idea of what the saddest song is? You're wrong. The saddest song in the world is Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) But not Margaritaville as it was written. Margaritaville as we know it now. Because Margaritaville is no longer a song. Margaritaville is a string of chain restaurants that exist in the parking lots of strip malls across the Midwest. Now imagine that as the setting for the lyrics of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Imagine that, that, oh, that tropical concoction being poured mid-February across from an abandoned Payless shoes. 
Yeah, imagine that guy in there now just singing about it. I blew out a flip-flop. Why are you wearing those? It's freezing outside. The snow plows haven't been here. It's always the same employees complaining. Yeah, he used to get this kind of drunk at Famous Days, but they kicked him out. Now he hangs out at Margaritaville. Some people say it's a woman to blame. (laughs) 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 Jeff, can I get some more honey mustard for these chicken tenders? Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So the New York Times listens to this. Okay, that's a little extra added pressure for the bits. Come up here, riff a little bit. Nah, New York Times listens to it. All right. Um... I figure out how to gentrify a neighborhood, uh, but also lower property value. If you're curious, I figured it out. Um, I bought bagpipes. That's it. That's. Why is it so cheap around here? Well, every night, every night at nine, Kyle's gets drunk, and it sounds like he's burying a fireman. <laughs> I'm moving today. It's like I'm dressed like this. I realize my moving outfit. It's like, oh, gas station sushi chef. All right, sure. <laughs> or just the one guy out of Duck Dynasty who had to sit on the floor Indian style and listen to Sinead O'Connor in the middle of his moving. <laughs> I do. It's like it's like IKEA furniture. I don't. I don't know if you've ever moved IKEA furniture, but it's so much rewarding to just break it apart with your bare hands. <laughs> just like day old bread. That's how quick that shit comes apart. Just crumble. I like. I don't mind IKEA stuff because I like putting it together, and you can get okay stuff there. And I like putting it together because, like, oh, finally, for every one of us fucking hipsters that actually, like, you know, we dress like we can fix stuff, but we're worthless. And so, there's the one day I'm like, ooh, I'm a carpenter, and then, and that's nice because you know Jesus was a carpenter. You're supposed to live your life more like Jesus. So this is the closest I'm going to get to being a good Christian is assembling IKEA furniture. So it pretty much makes me like Jesus. I'm pretty sure Jesus never called a TV stand a cunt five times and then took a nap to How I Met Your Mother reruns, but, you know, it's different interpretations through the ages. I haven't written any new jokes since Halloween. Uh, this, I, it was Halloween. It was the last time I had a creative. Spirit. I, I spent. I did. Like, my, I took a bunch of. I went to the desert and I did a bunch of mushrooms on Halloween, <laughs> which is the, the desert's a great place for hallucinogens because you're surrounded by cacti, which are there. It's the cacti. Cacti are very understanding vegetation. <laughs> When you're out, because they're all, they're like in a very non-judgmental pose. They're like, hey man, just do whatever you feel you need. It's the desert. People come out here to do weird shit all the time. Like, yeah, you have a harsh exterior, but you're sensitive on the inside. I like you, cacti. That's a good time. Yeah, just do, 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 do hallucinogens on Halloween. Cause it's like, hey, you know what, universe? Why don't you wear the costume this year? And, uh, <laughs> and it was weird. 
Because that was sa- Saturday. Halloween was a Saturday, and I tripped my balls off. Then Sunday was daylight savings. So I went from like just hallucinogens and costumes into like, go ahead and just change time with your bare hands. <laughs> then Monday rolled around. I was like, what, we're not all wizards still? This is a drag. <laughs> It was my mom's birthday right after that, and for, uh, like for her birthday, I fuck with her a little bit every year, and, but I always get her flowers. I order flowers through the, and I order them through a website in my hometown, and when you order flowers through, on, online, there's a little section, there's, you know, type in this special message that you'd like, and then they'll write it on a card, and that, man, you can't not mess around with that like that's it's too easy and so this year like I always put something to screw on but this year I, I got to that part I'm like I gotta go big on this one so this year I just wrote I wrote Mrs. Kinane if you ever want to see your son alive again bring the money to the docks by midnight and then in all caps no cops and it's not really it's not a joke on my mom because she knows me she knows that I'm screwing around it's really more of a, a joke on the people at the flower shop. Because now there's somebody there that has to transcribe that from the website onto a nice, tasteful cardstock in a moderately placed fall floral bouquet that I picked out for her. And you know that's weird, because that comes in in the morning, because I get all this shit done at midnight. So that's just the email that pops up. Here's an order, and they're just reading it like... "Ah, Well, no... Yeah, but it says no cops. It says no cops. Like, that's like the most important part of the... I mean, it's all important, but that... They capitalized that. Should I... Can I put exclamation points? They didn't put... Can I take some editorial liberties and put exclamation... Too cute? Underline it. You're right. I'll underline the no cops part. And then my mom gets flower delivered by, like, just a very panicked delivery boy. Just... Oh, God. Thank God you're home. Thank God... Oh, Jesus. I did not want to have to leave this on the stoop. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Please open the card now. Can you just open the card? Open the card right now. I need you to... No, just... I, I don't need a tip. You need that money. You need that money. Try, is that... Is, is, if, as long as they're unmarked, non-sequential bills. All right, it's the last Halloween joke I have. It's... A, unless... You can't use the word spooktacular (laughs) any other time of the year. Which is hard to know, like, when can you start using spooktacular? Because I like it for its mean of, like, it's a wonderful thing, and it's also scary times, but if you say spooktacular, not within the, uh, the context of Halloween, you just sound like a gay Klansman commenting on a civil rights march. (laughs) All right, that's it for me. Thank you very much. Kyle Kinane, you guys. I was just noticing a lot of people over the holidays, because, like, uh, adult coloring books are all the rage. Some people are very affected by that. (laughs) But also... Adults are getting back into jigsaw puzzles as well. Is anybody doing that? That rager of a party? But it got me thinking, like, how come jigsaws, they act like, oh, it's a jigsaw puzzle. This one is a jigsaw puzzle. It would be much harder if we used another type of saw. 
Like, if you had to do a hacksaw puzzle, that would be really hard. Or like one of those logging saws. Just two pieces. A lady's head and then the rest of the lady. You know, old-timey cartoons. I don't mean anything else. Okay, well, I did a great segue through there. Just on a hoverboard. I hate those things. Anyways, let's keep the show going. Yes? Because we have so many comics. And this next comic is also a favorite of mine. Love him. He's so funny. Love hanging out with him. We just get on a laugh joke wave and we ride that laugh joke wave together. So you guys, let's ride this laugh joke wave with Pete Holmes. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Jigsaw puzzles. Always makes me sad to think somebody at some point bought their first jigsaw puzzle. You know, late in life, not a child. Like somebody just going to a, a toy store or a hobby shop and picking up a like a thousand piecer, putting it on the counter, just like it's time to let my mind slip into oblivion. You know what I mean? I've decided to die while alive. You should have to write a note before your first puzzle. <laughs> this wasn't anyone's fault. It's just so many hours. And I love lighthouses and kitties. Maria also said, uh, hoverboard. Notice a lot of boards claiming hoverboard. Not a lot of hovering. <laughs> Apparently you can just call any board a hoverboard and be like, eh, it kind of hovers. Uh, uh, uh. No one making these things was like, hey, Dave? What's, what's the problem? These are about to launch. Doesn't hover, Dave. <laughs> Shit, it's too late to stop. Hello, Peter Holmes. <laughs> Cameron Esposito. Like, it says Peter Pan down here. Like, what was I recording? Peter Pan. I don't know. I never, I never oh. felt an affinity for the pan. Actually, do you know what it is? Mm. I'm just going to tell you between you and I. I don't know if you've ever been to Disneyland. I have. Rhea had never been to Disneyland. Oh a couple days after our wedding, we went, on, we went to Disneyland, and I recorded her audio reaction to the Peter Pan ride, which is oh my favorite my ride, and did actually make her cry. It's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the part where you uh, leave the bedroom and you're flying over yeah, yeah, the yeah. city. It's beautiful. One of the best things they have uh, going to do. I love it. And there's no line? Keeps it moving? I mean, it's... That, I don't even... It doesn't even matter that there is a line. Because, because the line is part of it. And also, like, I figured out that nobody's drinking. Yeah. And that that actually is necessary for that environment... Absolutely. ...of waiting and frustration. Like, it makes it happy it makes and fun. Sl- right. Waiting is okay because you're not drinking. Yes. I completely agree. If people were sloshed, it, they'd be like, well, you know, alcohol sneaks up on you and makes you, like, more tired, more You need more so hot. many snacks. It's like a real snack. problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you are grumpy in line at Disneyland and all you're looking at is happy children, <laughs> like, take a very, mental inventory. Yes, Something yes. is wrong. Like, you need to work on that. What, what's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. I, like, ride. love it. Yeah, I but love it. Like, what's your favorite ride, though? Like, that's your favorite well, ride. Well, can I tell you the truth? Like, I've never you... been on Space Mountain because I'm, I'm scared of it. And I'm an adult it. woman. Like, we I'm can so admit that we have, we have fears. I don't want to see the movie Gremlins. 
I've never seen it. <laughs> because I seen think it would scare me. I've seen The Exorcist. Yeah, but I'm steering clear of gremlins. What do you think? It's, is, it, there's, is there a specific aspect? What's I the think aspect? it's the same thing we have cooking, is that you have a childhood fear of Space Mountain that never got remedied. No. Therefore, uh, I also, therefore, I also have one from when I was a child. I had a nightmare that I saw gremlins, and it was terrible. Like, I watched the whole movie in my dream, and it was so scary. But because I never conquered it, it's still there. Yeah, I mean... Me and an they, iPad, you on Space Mountain? You, yeah, I, I love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. So my question is, like, have you... But you've seen the furry guys, the ones that, before they're gremlin, gremlins, that, yeah, they're like... I the thought little, that was just one. No, I think that's what they all look like, and then they go through the wash. I don't know. We've never yeah, seen this. Yeah, they get wet. About they get we wet. Yes. I thought, I'm pretty sure that Spike, the evil gremlin, yeah. if he gets wet, he gets these boils that are eggs of other gremlins, and they pop off and hatch... That is, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I actually think the whole thing is a child's interpretation. Like some kid was told how babies were made <laughs> incorrectly and yes. he was kind of sleepy. Yes. And then he wrote a movie 20 yep. years yep. later and Absolutely. he's like, and then the lizard gets wet. But it's also something with that, like, there's nothing worse than the idea. So, I mean, yes, it's pregnancy, but it's also like a parrot. Like, you know the spider in the, the spider laying eggs in the human body thing? Have you ever, like, uh, heard anything about that yes. kind of a urban legend? Get like, that to me, out of here. that is, like, the ultimate I've thought terrible things, problem. and then I keep them to myself. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if I cleaned my ear and 50,000 baby spiders came out, I'd say, well, I guess it's suicide for me. <laughs> like, I'm taking this with me. Who would you tell? Would you tell anyone? No one. Not you'd, a soul. you'd be a martyr and you'd take that to the grave. Right. And maybe on the grave, you'd go, you right. know, one time, and they, they think you're telling them where you buried the gold or whatever. Just but it's just your epitaph. It's yeah. just a picture oh, of that God. moment. It's tough. We don't like having bodies, let's be honest. Like, no, it's, it's weird gross. having nostrils, and I'm not talking about butts and vaginas. I'm talking That's about true. basic... Uh, north of the equator holes. Hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Or, or even thinking about, like, I'm watching Fargo season two right mm, now. Very good. And someone just lost a leg. And they, you know, they always show that. Yeah, they stuff, love showing like it. the severed show it. foot sort of a thing. Yeah. And that is terrifying. Uh, Think about that we're like a bag that could be ruptured. Anyway, this is all, actually, this is like light stuff. No, no, I know. I just found this out. There's this Tibetan style of meditation. This is true. Where you focus on how gross the human body is to help you detach from it. So you think, right now, this is gross, but I have phlegm and uh, fucking shit inside of me. There's my lunch digesting. Imagine want to bring up the shit that's inside of you. Oh, not like a bad thing, like a continuation of a bit. No, I think she's going to... She's gonna do a. See, that's I'm in here with you. She's out there. We got the perfect system. Yeah, you guys have figured it out. There is a there's a, a certain bliss. Valerie, my girlfriend, is sitting yeah. right behind you. Hello. You know Val. And we are. And you are friends. Um, she's not a comedian, but she's uh, hip. You know. Yeah, you're in the mix. I would she's say, in the mix. I would say like always knows exactly what I'm talking about on a human level. Yeah. Which is like a really nice quality to have She's because, very because like it's that. very stressful to figure out 
in a green room situation when somebody's not a comic. Yep. Like it's like we're all if, racists, and you want to know if you can say. Can you just be a normal person? Shit. Can I say Chinaman? But Val, Val's hip, but you are dating a comedian, and you know the sublime quality of having to explain <laughs> shit, <laughs> and that's great. Right. Val, I don't have to explain shit either, but th- th- she's special. It's also special dating a comedian and just it's being so like, fucking you get it. Awesome and awful because <laughs> you know ex- exactly what each other means like way too much. Yeah. But great. But great. Great, 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 great. It is weird. Like, I've said this on my podcast. Maybe it was even on, on your episode. I don't think so. But maybe. That every relationship with a comedian is polyamorous because they're like also in love with their career. Yes. I think that's true of a lot of passionate artists. And then artists. there's two careers. And there's two of you. And then you're kind of in competition with each right. other. I wonder if your career and Rhea's career ever, like, get down with each other. I mean, <laughs> like, like nasty shit. Firstly, yeah. is your career a man or a woman? Or is it, like, a third new thing? I think my career is a third new thing. I like that. I think more Rhea's career is... Do you know what is so crazy? Is that Rhea is naturally a better joke writer than I will, like, ever be. Like, she understands Twitter. Yeah. And I don't understand. Was that Twitter. in your vows? Because it's so stirring yeah. <laughs> to hear another comedian just be like, she's, just, she's so good. She's just a joke writer. And like, I am all uh, smoke and mirrors. So we actually work really well together because we have these different things that, right. like, you're either a smoke and mirrors comic or you're a joke comic. Oh, I understand. And so. I'm a smoke and mirrors. I like to dabble in jokes yeah. from time to time, as yeah, yeah, do you. Yeah. Yes. But most of it is spinning plates, it's and most of it yeah. is it's performative. And it's personality driven. Yes. And that's what makes bombing, I think, for us, more painful. <laughs> I can't speak for Rhea, but if they reject you, they don't like you. That's really It's funny. not like I didn't get the jokes. It's like, I didn't connect to your essence. But she will be like so... But her essence is a joke. Those jokes, I know. It's well, just, I don't get it. Like, I will never... That will never be my essence. It will never be words. I can't get it, but she gets Speaking it. Speaking to that, because her essence is jokes, and we like seeing someone do their duty for lack of a, like yeah. they're being true to themselves I hate seeing someone who does jokes when I'm like you, uh, you're a bright shining dancing machine you know what I mean like you should be twirling a cane you're like you just yeah, yeah, yeah. need to take the bite and go for it and nothing sadder than somebody who thinks they're getting passed on charisma and they are not uh, <laughs> Pete, what do you have coming up that we can plug? Uh, I'm closing in on 300 episodes of my pod. Yeah, and I amazing. mean, everybody should always be listening to You Made It Weird. Thank you. That's really sweet. Uh, for the 300th, Val, Brent James, you know Brent James yeah. Olden, of course. Sometimes I forget that people know, of course, he's in our circle, he's our friend. You mean my friend? Yeah, you're talking friend. about my friend. Yeah, our friend. We're going to have drinks and we're going to answer emails. So if you like my podcast, you can email in and ask me questions, ask general questions, whatever you want. Great. We're going to have cocktails What's and answer So you made it weird at Gmail. Perfect. Yeah. So that's what people should do. But, awesome. Oh, Thanks. Put, it, put in the subject 300. Perfect. Yay. Thank you, sir. Guys, give it up Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Oh man, now like straight up, first of all, I love this next comic. (laughs) Second of all, I am so sorry. 
but also literally the perfect comic to be up next. Like literally the perfect comic to be up next. Because uh, she's number one, so fucking talented. Number two, absolutely gonna have my back on this shit. In fact, I'm sure she's gonna like just tell you another like slow story. That's what female comedy is. That's what it is to be a comedian. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage my very good friend, Ms. Eliza Skinner. <laughs> Eliza Skinner, you guys. Seriously, because that words joke is honestly, it's 2016 and it's only a couple days into 2016, but that is the joke of 2016 for sure. So you guys should give it up to Eliza for that words joke. Because that was a real, a real joke right there. That one got me. Thanks, Eliza. I also have this in common with Eliza. I also hung out with my ex-boyfriend recently. Yeah, th- you heard me. A lot of us have one. Some lesbians are, like, proud of never having dated men. You know, it's called being a gold star. But I am more proud... That's true. I am more proud of never having pierced my ears than I am... Because, like, how did I make it through that gauntlet? That is serious. Perfect earlobes. Anyways, so um, one of our friends, like, we grew up together, and one of our friends was getting married, and I was the only person that was going to be in the wedding, and I was, like, super late. It was a crazy fiasco to get to this wedding. I literally ran into the wedding to get there, and I had, like, nothing. I was wearing a suit, and I ran into the VFW hall, and I had my keys and a, just a powder compact because I, like, put powder on my face so I don't look greasy anymore. I just started doing this a couple years ago. I had that in my pockets, and I ran in, and I saw my ex-boyfriend there, and I was like, hey, can you hold this? And I just, like, threw it at him. He was like, sure, grabbed it. And then I did the wedding or whatever. I performed at the wedding, which was mostly just standing there. <laughs> and so then the wedding happened. That was funny. Like, gave me my stuff back. Then the next day, I, uh, he was riding with me to the little brunch we were going to, and then he, go- he turned to me, and he goes, um... Rhea, can I ask you something? And I was like, sure. What's up? And he was like, so do you like wear makeup all the time now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he was like, that really sucks. <laughs> That's how well he knows me. Because <laughs> we did it when we were like 16 and like punk rock. And he's like, oh, she went to the dark side. <laughs> That's why we're still friends. And this next comic is a friend of the show, as is every comic on the show. So happy to have him here. His uh, digital series, White Flight, is premiering on Comedy Central tomorrow, so please watch that, and please give a warm welcome to Matt Bronger, you guys. All right. Thanks, gang. Three years. Holy shit. I'm at that age where I unironically just go, fucking time, man. To nothing, to, to the air. I bug myself. Um, been thinking about more uh, mortality uh, lately. I know what my last words are going to be, hands down. If I get my way, you know, you know, deathbed fantasies. You know, when you have the moment where you're like, now's the time. You know, probably be like, is that a bus? That's it. That's probably going to be something like that. <laughs> Knowing me, wait for it to say walk. Grandpa? Hopefully. Hopefully, Grandpa by then. But, you know, I, I want to be laying 
on a, on, a, on a hospital bed, you know, uh, with my uh, my wife, you know, or husband. Who knows? Life is long. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know till you get there. I'm saying, what you want? Wouldn't that side note? Wouldn't that fuck with you though? If the per, the sex you're not attracted to. Right? Like speaking for myself uh, as a heterosexual male, if I just met a guy and he just goslinged me, just all of a sudden, just took it, took my heart, like, hey, nice to meet you, and walked away, like, fuck, who's that guy? Why do you care? I don't, I don't care. I, what? What's his name? Kevin? Is he looking? How would that fuck you up? I don't care about that guy. Why did you say you don't care about that guy? Watch the game. Um. But, you know, I'll be laying there in my bed, probably the gal I'm with now. She's pretty special. And uh, hopefully I'm very old, you know, and uh, I'm just going to go, honey, come here. Come here. She'll lean in and go, what? What is it? I'm going to say, is my dick out? <laughs> she'll be like, you, right? Because I'm a real rascal. And she'll look down, and it's not. But while she's looking, I take the heart monitor off my finger, right? Little switch. Take it off. Boot, boot. And I just do that, eyes open, and she looks up and is like, he's gone. But as she's doing that, closing my eyes, I take my dick out for real, okay? And then she's like, oh, you fucker! Then I die, right then, right then I die, right then, at that moment, right then. She's my dick is out, son of a bitch, and now you're really dead. You fucker, leave him with a laugh is what I say, right? Leave him with a laugh. Think about it, right? Do you want your much old, you know, your, your parents, when they're very old and you're an adult waiting in the hospital area, do you want your mom to walk out to all you kids and just go, guys, he's gone? Or do you want her to walk out and go, guys, <coughs> fuck, hold on, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that son of a bitch, your father's a real prick. He got me, he got me. No, yeah, he's dead, sorry, if he's fucking dead, but listen. <laughs> Holy shit. That son of a bitch. You know? And then the doctor walks out. I'm not even your doctor. I'm sorry. I was just examining the, the corpse. Sorry for your loss. Uh, he had nine different brands of beer koozies shoved up his ass. Just thought I'd share that. Your father's a real rascal. All right. Again, sorry for your loss. Leave him with laugh, you know? I, I, you know, let's... Let, Cameron and Ray, man, this is, it's, it's, I'm just so happy that they, they, they found each other and they got married, and I know it's kind of a, you know, like I'm, I'm milking your dicks and tits right now, but I'm saying, like, that's a, that's a big thing, because for two fucking 19-year-old boys to find each other so young, so young, and to marry? Fuck yeah! Stay gold, pony boys, stay gold. Oh... Just makes you feel good inside. It makes you think maybe there is someone up there watching them, you know? Makes you feel special. <laughs> asshole. Asshole. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm 41 years old. What? Yeah. Uh, come on. Stop it. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm jealous. You know, I was playing at college, and I'm, I, was, I was telling these kids I was, I was jealous of how, how old they were. You know, not because you know the typical jealous of youth uh, bullshit. But like, I just remember when I was 21 and I could do anything I wanted. Like when you're 21 years old, you can get so fucked up you pass out wedged against a curb, like into the gutter, like muck, like leaves and shit, just in there asleep. Wake up. 
going, the fuck happened to me? And go right to work and tell everyone. You can tell everyone as you're putting on your apron at the bakery, like, fuck, it was nuts, man. I woke up with a bus, like, at my head. Could have died. Fucking life, right? Burm, burm. Nothing matters. If I did that now and told people, they'd be like, fuck is wrong with you? Stop it, man. Jesus. Get it to goddamn gather. I was just home in Portland. I threw my parents a, a, a 70th uh, birthday because they're twins. Ugh. No, they're... Uh... <laughs> Imagine. I take, I take out two penises. Oh, I grew wrong. Parents are brother and sister. Um... And um, <laughs> their friends were there, my mother's oldest friend, my dad's brother, all these people. And it was like, surprise, we rented like an, an old like fire hall, you know, like a fireman's hall. Fire hall. The fuck is that? What does that mean? <laughs> we ordered uh, Viking Velas and Clydesdales, huge dicks. No. Um, we, it, was a, it was an old fireman's hall, and we rented it out, and all their friends were there. And it, I, love, I, saw, I saw exactly who my parents were at that moment, because they was like, surprise! And my mom waded through the room like the queen, just madonna like, oh my God, what? Well, you're here, wow! And just twirling. End of the night, dancing drunk with a balloon after everyone left. My mom's the best. My dad walked in and was like, wow, this is crazy, amazing. Like, tried to leave his own surprise party. Get the fuck back in here, man. But then he got a couple drinks in him and was saying too much, and it was the best. Because he was just like, yeah, I got out of the seminary, right? And I, I go to, started this high school where all these beautiful women, I mean, come on, beautiful women, wow. And you're just like, take it easy. Like, the, the, the mental image is a priest with just this boner that could just break limestone, right? Oh, must fuck. And he points at my mom's friend. They were both, my mother and my father met at the same, work in the same high school. And uh, this other woman named Susan, who's a longtime friend of my mom's, worked at the high school too. And my dad's like, and I see Susan, and boy, she was something. Don't fucking say that, dad. She's still something, okay? Don't say was. He's like, but you know, she's, uh, she's four foot nothing. I'm six foot four. That's not happening. And then I see Jane. And I'm just like, did you just admit you would not fuck my mom's best friend and went and fucked her? Like, just in front of everyone. And yeah, that is way more awkward than funny. You're right. Like, and also, it doesn't matter how short or tall someone is, you know? If you're a tall drink of dick, it's fine. I just want to say tall drink a dick and see if that <laughs> joke would work at all. Um, I'll, I'll leave you with this. There, there is magic in the world. Um, uh, and and, and, there, and, and it, just, it comes out of nowhere. And I, I saw a sign made of magic recently um, that filled me with delight. Uh, and it's, it's in Glendale, California, uh, a place uh, where the dining halls sweat elegance. They sweat elegance. <laughs> Like, you can't tell me that city is not made of money laundering. A banquet hall, every two doors, every two doors. Take it easy, racketeers. Take it easy. But this amazing, I, I, I love this store, and I'm, I'm building it up too much, but yet, yet not enough. 
Uh, I love it when someone takes a corporate property and just uses it, just runs with it. It's obviously not licensed by this massive corporation, but this person does it anyway. Best example I've ever seen in my life. I saw the sign and just my head exploded with love and joy. It's a mini mart that's just called Star War. That's it. No S. No S. That's how he gets around it. I thought I was having a mini stroke, like Star War. No. No S. Star War. This Armenian genius took an S off to beat Lucas at his game. This billion dollar. And Disney. Fuck. Disney will kill you. I just want to be there when the lawyers all 18 of them on a conference call call the owner of Star War to tell him to change the name and take down the sign and he's just sitting there by himself and the phone rings hello Star War yes no 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 it's different no it's different no no it's different it's different you have many waters many waters many waters I have one one water one water I have one water do you know this one? Sir, sir, listen to me. Do you know what this war is? The war against high prices. Goodbye. Bang. Anyone. 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 And the lawyers are like, fuck, I think he's got us. Thank you, guys. Congratulations, Cameron and Reed. It's totally, it makes sense. Please go. Don't worry. Don't stress. We went to Disneyland. Rhea and I went to Disneyland after we went to... You, thank, thank you. <laughs> Fucking thank you for that. Yes. Rhea had never been to any Disney park, and then we were here a couple days after our wedding, and we went to Disneyland, and... It was amazing. Do you want to come talk about this? Is that what you're, you felt? It felt like you looked at me like you wanted to just get up here. Um, yeah, so we went to Disneyland. There, right, here I am. Uh, Rhea, had you ever hey. been to Disneyland? You've never been to no, Disneyland. No, I hadn't been to, no. to any sort of Disney-themed yeah. park in any way, shape, or form. But I'm thinking about this because, uh, because Matt was talking about Star Wars, and mm. I don't know if you guys have been recently to Disneyland, but Tomorrowland is now like, Star Wars Tomorrowland. Like, they just, everything is like, the... The BB-8 Space Mountain. Like, it doesn't yeah, yeah. really make sense. It's BB-8 BQ. Yeah, is what exactly. it is. Yeah, it's better. Thank you. <laughs> but imagine if, like, just imagine if that was the best they could... Just BB-8 Space Mountain, I guess, is what it would be. It's the best part. I could even be like, did you... I BB-8 here. Like, that would have been better. But I just yeah. went with BB-8 BB Space Mountain. BB-8 Space um, Mountain. Yeah, BB-8 Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. <laughs> but I did have some of that frozen Yoda gert. Yeah. Shut your trap. Shut your stupid it's trap. It's a trap. No. <laughs> but they could have Princess Lays. <laughs> <laughs> the potato chips. I thought you meant like flowers, like a no, Hawaiian thing. No, would tie into no, no, like that would be crazy. Lilo and it's Stitch. Princess Leia's potato chips. They're just shaped like normal potato chips, but you hold them up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. So 
Well, I just wanted to tell this one story that was so very much cute and amazing. Okay. When we were in Tomorrowland called Star Star Wars Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. A long, long time tomorrow. Land. Um, we were having pizza, and uh, this there was a family, straight couple. Uh, two girls, two like uh, two daughters, two yes, two children. Um, like uh, maybe they were eight and nine. Sure. Maybe they were BB eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they BB they BB. Like BB-8 going down the stairs. I think that was my favorite part was so of him going. <laughs> yeah. Best part of the whole goddamn movie. Billion dollars right there. So <laughs> we were having pizza. We was having pizza. <laughs> Yeah. It was funny. Um, we was having pizza, and there was this family, and the well, we had the thing about Disneyland is, do you know that if you ask a stranger that works there, that they will give you a button for your special day for anything? Yeah, yeah you're just like, this is my special day, and they're like, oh, we have a button, and they give you it. Yeah, but they have a bunch of different buttons, and they say like, they say like, first visit. Yep. That was one Rhea got. And then there's a yeah. marriage one, but they didn't have any marriage ones available because they're taking Mickey and Minnie off of it to make it more same-sex neutral. But we didn't get a fucking button. But we were like, yay! We were like, can we have one of the Just Married buttons? And they're like, oh no, we're no. changing them to help your people. I'm like, I'm my people! I'm right! Give me the little button! Give me the little button! I'll give me two little buttons, I'll cut them in half and she can weld them together. <laughs> But we were covered in buttons, and then we bought little gay Mickey ears, yeah. little rainbow Mickey ears, because we were just like, of course, we're, yes, we're just going to go all the way. Like, yeah. But also, you're oh, forgetting. Oh, we were wearing two little groom hats. Yeah, we got Mickey groom hats yes. together. Because which was a hat wearing a top hat. It's got, yes, yes, that's, they sell it, and it has a hat on it. And it's got a little suit front. It has so a, suit, a suit front Imagine a corsage. A hat is a suit. It's not wearing a hat. A hat is a suit. No. And then on, on top of it is a little other hat. A hat on a hat! Shocking. I love it when hats wear but hats. But because neither of us was wearing one of them bro- ones with the veil. They yeah. have one with a veil and neither of us was wearing one with a veil so most people I think thought we were funny jokers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wearing two hats. Nobody was... Look at us! Oh, I know. Look at us! Just look at us! <laughs> But nobody noticed that we had two groom hats on, so... I mean, they noticed. They just didn't say anything about it. I, I think most people we were, were just... We were walking like, around like this. They had tails on the back. The suit hat that was wearing yeah. a hat also had tails. Yeah. I really so I think kept that every time I sat down, I went... <laughs> like I was going to really, play the piano. I don't want to I don't want to put out the zone that like we were having a weird sure. no, it was a weird or uncomfortable. I just think we were we were really wanting people to be like, "We can't believe it." Yeah. <laughs> Two women with groom hats. <laughs> Front of the line, 
ladies. You know, like, that's what I want. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't what was happening. So then we were sitting there having pizza, two little grim hats covered in buttons. Covered in so many buttons. Like, every button besides married, and then gay <laughs> rainbow things, and, like, just, like, like just like like going like like trying to wiggle our rings around and stuff and this family's sitting over there and the mom the wife yes per, woman the woman turns to us and she goes hey congratulations i am so happy for you guys when was the day and we we're like oh what's the 12 you know we we're like just really excited about it mm-hmm. and then uh she was like well i just want you to know i'm so happy this like finally oh what was the word she used Oh, she said something that straight people never say, and I'm sorry, you never say this. Oh, she said she, BB-8. Yeah, no, no, no that's not she what she said. She did not say BB-8. No, she said um, we're we. It's ridiculous that it took so long yes. for you to get your civil rights, and that's fucking true. But straight people never say the word civil rights when they talk about equal marriage equality. I don't know why that is, guys. You change that about yourselves. <laughs> Say civil rights more. Yeah, so anyway, she was like being cool. She's like, I'm so glad you finally have your civil rights. But then we're like very close to them. And so we're just like, okay, well, thank you so much. And then we go back to eating our pizza. And then she and her husband turned to their children and they started teaching them. But like in an awesome way. Like there's yeah. a way where that could feel really terrible where they're just like, look at those women. Do you notice look anything? Them. Look, look at them. Look at them. Look at their butts. Look at them. Love them. Do you notice anything? Do you notice anything? Does that feel look like either of you? When you look at you, is that how you feel? You are... <laughs> but they just were like, hey, kids, what we were talking about is, did you know that two boys can get married or two girls can get married? But that wasn't always true. Because for some reason, things have not always been fair to different types of people. Like, for instance... Jewish people couldn't buy houses in the 1950s. And we were like, oh, this is amazing. That's like such a good way of yeah. just like including, not making us feel like standing modeling gays. Yeah, yeah, she, they, they redirected. And also my favorite part was uh, they were like, you know how at school some of your friends have two moms? Well, that's, you know, and talking about gay marriage and we stuff. Were like, You're and then the two yeah. little girls go, wait, so like, two boys could get married? And I, they were like, it was because they were boys, not because two boys were getting married, and that was the weird part, but they were like, oh, boys, like, because they didn't like boys. Like, and I was like, yes! for one house! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would anyone be talking to a boy at all? That that we were boys. like, exactly, yes. It was just awesome, and they like yeah, kind of great. had this teaching moment. And it went on for a while, and they like had this really great conversation. The kids were asking questions. The parents were like answering really respectfully, and I, I just I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And like as we walked out of there, we were, we, were, we even were just like, "What tribes are you going on?" And they were like, "Well, we hit up Peter Bay." Like it was just like we were bonding with these family in a way that was very very fucking cool. And the yeah. last thing I said to them was like, "You guys are really amazing parents." And she said, uh, "No." We're just trying. <sighs> like, that is perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just BB-8 going down the stairs. I went to the head of Disneyland, Walt Disney, 
And I said, I hope these people are designing your new wedding buttons. Yeah. Those people I was supposed should do to it. be a bigger laugh. Yeah, but it's all right. Some of the jokes in there were that Walt Disney is not currently there. <laughs> You guys, uh, Rhea, do you, would you like to bring up this comic? Oh, sure, yeah. He, uh, well, I have the weird microphone. Anyway. Oh, he's on Undateable. Yeah, yeah, he's That's on Undateable. True. He's a friend of ours. He has an album coming out. It's out. It's out, I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's called Funches of Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's because his name is Ron Funches. Yay, Ron Funches. My nemesis. <laughs> she knew not to hang around. <laughs> so thanks for listening to the album, guys. <laughs> what a great show. I hope you feel so lucky and blessed. It's been a great year. Had a great time. I've done some fun things. I lost about 90 pounds. Uh, due to a horrible disease. <laughs> that I'm hoping to defeat. But whatever you want to celebrate. No, I lost it by eating oatmeal and bullshit. (laughs) I like losing the weight because I like having the energy and stuff, but I don't like how some people now feel that they can say anything to me. That they can say some really mean things. Like, you're inspiration to me. Fuck you. (laughs) Just because I did this doesn't mean you can do it. (laughs) I'm special. (laughs) You're gonna die. People feel now they can talk about how fat I used to be. Like I went to a Christmas party and I walked in the door and the lady was like, hey Ron, you've got to, you have got to try these brownies. They're magnificent. Before she could go any further, another guy comes and goes, no, 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 no. Don't you offer Ron no brownies. He's had enough brownies in his life. Like, first of all, I don't even like brownies. I'm a savory nigga, always have been. But now I gotta walk around with a brownie I don't even want just to prove a point. (laughs) 
Mm, I'm love. <laughs> Oh, what else is new? Oh, I'm rich now? That's fun. <laughs> I love it. We did it together. I mean, I'm not like really rich. I can't buy a house or anything. <laughs> but I got Amazon Prime. buy a house though that'll be my next move because it'd be a dream come true to buy a house with comedy money and live next door to somebody who actually works <laughs> i'd love it i just wait for my neighbor and be like oh hey neighbor i've been waiting for you all day <laughs> I saw him leave, I'ma wait, I'ma wait. I'ma wait for that return. Oh, my, my schedule's quite flexible. It's a pleasure to meet you. I see we have very similar homes, same square footage, I know this. Uh, but may, may I ask you one question? Uh, what is it that you do? Ugh. Like every day? <laughs> From when till what? <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> oh, me? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh, I just kind of get stoned and mumble into a microphone. <laughs> Did you know that was a lucrative profession? <laughs> Mumbled myself into some property. <laughs> I like it. I like it. The best thing about the weight loss and the money is that I have a whole bunch of new confidence, which I love having. Helps me in my everyday life. Like, I don't care if you like these jokes, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm comfortable in my own skin. But it just helps me in my everyday, because when I was younger, I kind of would hang out with some undesirables. <laughs> just people that weren't cool just to be liked. But now there's just people I don't have any time for. Like if you're sexist or homophobic or you don't believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? <laughs> you don't believe in aliens? You don't believe the real Santa Claus was a black man? <laughs> You don't believe that every time they release a new iPhone, they release an operating system that fucks up your old iPhone. <laughs> oh, you got a cute giggle. I like it. Don't bring that. That's my domain. <laughs> I don't need you stepping on my turf. Oh, I love 
conspiracy theories. Like, why is it that up until like a year ago, every time you got on an airplane, they were like, hey, thank you for choosing us. We got a great crew on board, excellent weather conditions. We might get in a few minutes early, but hold up. If you don't turn off your phone, oh, I swear to God, on everything I love, we're gonna fall out the sky. And now they're just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I just had read too many Goosebumps novels. <laughs> and I was like, if there's a camera that takes my picture and then I die, then maybe. <laughs> Thank you for your time. on the show and they are amazing comics just like all the comics on this amazing show right yes awesome this next comic is hilarious and you're gonna love her friend of the show please give a warm welcome to Kate Berlant wow how are your holidays do you guys know that Christ was a woman? <laughs> Thank you. That was improvised. And I'm self-conscious because I think it looked choreographed. But I can actually do a really high kick. And again, I know that was just... The first one was for you. The second one was for me. <laughs> for those listening, I bent forward, made my back like a table. Um, <laughs> which is a metaphor for performance in general, I guess, and kind of creating my body becomes your, the feast of language. Sorry, okay. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Christ is a woman, Christ is a woman. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Um, birth of God as like a man is post-agriculture. There's no time, <laughs> but just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about it um, when I've, when later. <laughs> I've made the decision to write about it later because if I do it now, the press, the press, the press, and, the, and there is such thing as bad press. And we all know what I'm talking about. And I quit comedy four years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> this is my first time back. And I think that I can feel it, you can feel it, we can feel it. And, um, I just figured, say it, you know, because I backstage, do a kick, you know, make them, <laughs> wake them up. <laughs> and, but now I'm realizing that a lot of um, the energy, and again, this motion is really coming out of just, <laughs> just the four years away and the ticking of time and where does it go, you know, cinnamon through the hand, right? That's <laughs> the passage of time is much like that. <laughs> 
I'll keep talking about the holidays. Um, the holidays, I don't, I don't subscribe. Holidays fundamentally make me uncomfortable because they're an apparatus of the state, right? So I guess I see everyone rushing around with their calendar. You know, my king loves me, 12 hours of freedom, right? And then immediately back to the nine to five. So for me, that imme- that's upsetting. I instead try to, if you can imagine this, I kind of inject that festivity into my daily life year round. <laughs> So again, while you're all, the mortgage, fun, the mortgage, you know, it's for me, it's more about everyday giving and waking up and going, yeah, it's time. Um, (laughs) Growing up, maybe you can tell, growing up in my family, we didn't have wheat. Um, (laughs) I know, you have to laugh, because if you don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we didn't have wheat, but we had each other. <laughs> you know? And we had the hope of wheat. Okay, so in a way, it's almost like we had. Thank you to four people. And to the rest of you, my voice doesn't matter. Don't speak up, don't vote, you know. That's what I hear. I take that apathy and I extend it to the polls. <laughs> and I've done the math. While you're all sleeping, I'm doing math. <laughs> and I go over the numbers and I go, tell me it's not true. And I check and I check and I check. And guess what? The numbers aren't good. <laughs> but that's part of why I'm doing this is to raise awareness about that. I think live performance is essential. I've always said that. I'll continue to say that. I think it's beautiful we can all be united here if merely for the fact that we all work for Google. I think that alone can unite us like fingers on a hand. One bone. (laughs) There are, of course... (laughs) And I know people go, there's more than one, but, but without the one, the five should never. So it's when you break it, when you really stop to think about it, it makes sense. It makes too much sense. And if people want to run out and gather your thoughts and then come back in, that's completely fine because I don't like that there's no time allowed during my few minutes for everyone to go, I need to take, I need to leave. (laughs) And then come back. And I think that's what I'll do for an album. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, I'm very physical. So. And even though my voice is very, honey, who's home? Not you again, huh? You know, I can do radio plays. (laughs) But. And I'm tempted. But if I, if I went to radio, you lose this. You know, I can't. I can't. And again, for those listening, I did an explosive improvised gesture. And I didn't know what was happening. I don't know if it was a spirit. I'm not here to talk about God. But oh, what if I am? You know, and so it's all, it's all colliding in the present. You know, and I say that as someone who doesn't adhere to structure. <laughs> um, 
but if you think about it like that, it's um, it's true. <laughs> it's really true. I have an announcement. Um, <laughs> and what makes me sick is that there's no time. Um, I can't, I can't, there, there's no time. Um, I can't get to it. Um, but I think you've, I think it's subtly been kind of dispersed throughout the set is kind of the, what's she holding on to, right? And, and there's something that, I would say go on my website. My website's been down for nine months. Um, <laughs> so I have to wonder now, what am I defending? You know, it's clearly a defense mechanism against what, you know, communication apparently, you know, and as somebody who works in media, it's bold and dangerous. So what instead, so because you can't find me, you know, online, you'll have to, of course, except Twitter, you'll have to follow me out right now. And this isn't a stunt, okay? <laughs> Whoever follows me out. Yeah, we'll just see. And once again, once again, I already know not a lot of voters in the room, so I'm not shocked. But uh, I'll see you in the alley. I'm Kate Berlant. Thank you so much, everyone. It has come to the final comic, and she is hilarious. And she's going to melt your faces, and then we're going to have, I don't know, melted faces. <laughs> it's the end of the show, and this is our final comic. She's hilarious and one of my favorites. Deborah J. Giovanni! Look at us. Happy New Year. We're all the still jerks. Anyway, right? Ugh. I was so excited to come down here tonight. I was like, what tablecloth should I wear? I said to myself, which one? Oh, this one's probably dirty. I don't care. Anyway, everyone, I'm going to tell you this. I went outside for three minutes today. Only three. It's fucking terrifying out there. So I went out for a minute and I got cat called. What? Right away, I got cat called. Real cats, though. It was real cats. Very their leader they can tell there's crumbs anyway they know <laughs> cats are not stupid I have a terrible neighbor and she has a cat that is a crazy cat and he brings all the other cats to the yard no joke I'm not lying and uh, sometimes I come home and there's like ten cats hanging around the pool and it's awesome and then at night they have a screaming fuck fest at night and I'm all like who do I have to know right how do I get in on that oh no oh I'm serious anyway I for a long time I didn't know the difference between motorboating and waterboarding. I didn't know the difference. They are different, guys. They are not the same thing. Although, I think you could get a lot of information if you just motorboated a guy. Do you know what I'm saying? The same thing. I'm sorry I did that. I pulled my back. Anyway, oh. I'll be all right. Here's something. Here's something that I have to tell you. You ever, um, do you ever, when, you know when someone gives you a weak handshake? You know when someone just gives you the tips of their fingers, uh, right? The little dead face. Why don't you just scream into my face, I'm terrible in bed. What the fuck? Am I right? That is, uh, uh, 
Now, don't get me wrong. My, my handshake is too strong. I'm hurting thin girls all over the place. Do you know what I mean? I'm bam, bam. You know what I mean? That is, that's an old one. Move on. Anyway, let's, I know. I don't want you to know that. Go home and ask your mother. Anyway, here's something else that I'll tell you. If you want to feel alone, just choke by yourself at your house. That'll do that. That's, that's a moment you're like, yeah, I'm dying. No, I'm dying. I'm choking. Can I clear my browser history? No, you cannot. You cannot. You can't reach it. It's too far. And it's not even like, we never choke on something dignified. It's never like, chew your kale, D. Giovanni. No. It's a fucking uncut pizza. A whole uncut. How did I get her to even deliver like that? I know somebody. I know people. Anyway, you don't know. I got friends. I have friends. Um... Here's something else that I'll tell you. What's that? Oh, here's an expression. There's an old expression uh, that I always makes me laugh. Have you heard it? It's, they, big girls don't cry. You heard that? That is wrong. We cry the most. I'm not going to lie. If you get your arms up, it's cardio. Watch this. <laughs> 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day. That's what you got to tuck in there. That actually, that was... That was two minutes of cardio, wasn't it? Anyway, here's something else. I know we're not allowed to say uh, the word slut anymore. That's an, uh, we're not allowed to use that one. But I am allowed to, because in the world of comedy, um, one of my sisters is a slut, so I'm allowed to make jokes about sluts. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that's not nice, Deborah. But I have three sisters, so you don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Unless you know my family, then you totally know who I'm talking about. It is Erica. It is Erica. She is such a whore, that one. And the thing is, she not only was she a slut, she was mean. Mean as a Beat me up every day of my life. Beat me up every day. And one time, I remember I got away from her because one time I got wise and she was chasing me to beat me up and I zigzagged. She couldn't keep up. She couldn't keep up. She zagged. I zigged. She fell into a hole. <laughs> broke her leg. Broke her leg. <laughs> Seriously. It's not a joke. I just love saying that into a microphone. Am I right? Oh, God. This isn't even my joke. This is my journal. I should be reading this. But anyway, whatever. Here's something else that I'll tell you. Um, I mailed a letter today, like an old person. What was that? Mailing a letter? That feels old-fashioned, doesn't it? You're mailing, like, what, do I need a bonnet and a butter churn? Oh, my God. I do need a butter churn. Who doesn't want a butter churn? Right? I'd use it as a purse. What the fuck? Here's something else. That is mm, delicious. Here's something else I'll tell you. I love stationery. And I don't mean just standing still, although I love that. Watch this, watch this. I pull my back again. But here's something else. Oh, but I do. I love stationery. I love paper and pens. Oh, I love it so much. It's my favorite. I love school supplies. Oh, September is Christmas for me. I love it so much. And the other day, uh, I was vacuuming my apartment the other day, and I found a paperclip in my apartment shaped like a bear. <sighs> I don't remember. I didn't. I don't remember buying it. I don't know how it got in my apartment. I was so excited. I had to masturbate. I really did. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna anyway, but I moved it up in the day. I'm flexible. You know what I mean? I have that kind of schedule. I have that kind of schedule. But here's the thing. My question. My question for the Earth is this: Why do we still have paper clips? Why do we still have paper? We've had staples for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like who are paper clips for? For like paper that's not ready for a commitment? Am I right? Oh God, I should leave the house. Anyway, here's something else. I watched anime for a minute the other day, like by accident. I walked by and I was like, oh my God, I looked at it and I can't, I can't, I had no idea that octopus liked to fuck that much. Who knew, who knew? There's a lot of octopus rape going on there. And this is my message. If anyone watches anime, you're going to prison. Let's just move on. Am I right? That is, what the fuck, it's creepy. Here's something else that I'll tell you. I do like to be scared though. I love being scared because I don't have sex and I need something. Do you know what I mean? I need this. Oh God, I need that. So I get it from fear. Um, here's the thing. 
up like most normal people. I love watching shows about murder. Can't get enough murder in my head, apparently. Can't watch enough. And my favorite show right now, uh, it's a real one. Do you know this one? I Survived. Do you know that show? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's so good. First of all, they survived. Yay, that's nice. It's in the title. So here we go. What is it's story? Three stories every time about people, something terrible has happened to them, but they lived, all right? And it's a formula. Every time it's like, oh, a stranger almost killed me. And then the next one is like, nature almost killed me. And the last one's like, my husband almost killed me. That's what it is every time. But I'm so broken inside that guess I fast forward through nature. I fast forward. It's not creepy enough for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, did the avalanche rape her? Boring! Boring! Fast forward. That was me. Fast forwarding. Here's something else. Oh, I've made, a, I've made a list of things not to do if you don't want to be murdered. Please write this down. Here we go. Number one, if you're driving, if you have to leave the, if you have to leave the, uh, the city and you're driving outside and you think, okay, you stop somewhere and you look over and, and you're beside a cornfield, you're about to be murdered. You're about to die. I don't know if you, corn is the scariest fucking crop in the world. Have you seen that? No one even fucking plants corn. It just shows up. It's there. It's high as an elephant's eye. Why is it there? Terrified. I saw the movie. Do you remember Children of the Corn from the 80s? I saw Children of the Corn. I was so scared. I, I stopped eating corn after that. I did. I'm lying, guys. I love corn. Corn is delicious. With salt butter, I broke the trust. I broke the trust. Here we go. I'll bring it back. Another one. If you, if you don't want to die, please don't go camping. Don't go camping if you don't want to be murdered. That's where crazy people go to live is in the woods. Are you aware of that? That's their home. And my friend is like, yeah, but I'm safe. I'm in a tent. What's a tent made of? Fucking Kleenex? Are you kidding me? Have you seen, have you seen a sleeping bag? A sleeping bag is a tent go bag for a murderer. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Tie it off, eat you later. I don't know what they do, but that's a good idea. Here's something else. Last one on the list. If you do not want to be murdered, let's say one day you're hanging out with me and we're having some jello. It's been a rough week. And we had a little <laughs> we had a little mouthful of J-E-L-L-O. And then maybe you swish that jello in your mouth like this. You do this. <laughs> I will fucking kill you. I will murder you dead. That is the worst noise in the world. Here's something else. I'm going to tell you one more thing. I'm going to warn all the youngsters, the young people. What you liked as porn when you were a young person, you still like it. You still like it. Don't lie to me. Do you remember the first thing you kind of looked at? I remember being 12 years old and I was with my friend Shannon Partlow and we found her mom's romance novels <laughs> tucked into a romance novel. I'm not going to lie. I still, I'll read one every now and again. But the problem is they're so like anti-feminist. They're so unfeminist. Old-fashioned. It's just like I'm reading. I'm like, I shouldn't like this. You know what I mean? The men treat the women like property and I like it because it's so hot. It's so hot, isn't it? Like, that's the problem. We all want there to be equality between the sexes, but sex between equals? <laughs> boo, boo, am I right? That is okay. Fuck me like I make less money. Anyway, the thing is, I just, I want to be a feminist in the streets, but oppressed in the sheets. Am I right, everybody? Thanks so much, everyone. Good night. Happy anniversary. that were on the show tonight. What an amazing Yay. show. And before we set you off into the rest of your Tuesday night, I also want to just recognize two people that make this show possible. Hannah over there, who's a producer on the show, who helps us out. Every Tuesday she helps. Megan over there, who's been taking photographs for us for like three, three years. years. <laughs> Always killing it. And... 
such an important part of the show. Thank you guys so much for what yeah. you do. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.